To the ether. Today is Friday, May 26, 2023. Today on the ether, the Archway Community Call. Let's take a listen. Hello, hello. Hi, hi everyone. Great. So I think we can go ahead and, and get started. So um, yeah, this is one of our first community calls um, on Archway, and uh, yeah. So why don't we start with Griffin? Why don't you introduce yourself? Um, to the community, for those of you who don't know, Griffin is the founder of Archway. So yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, of course. Thanks. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. And thanks everybody for for joining here today. Um, just let me get some of the legal disclaimers out. Uh, today, I think the views are, are my own. Um, I do represent uh, uh, CEO of PhiLabs, which we are just uh, core contributors to the, the Archway protocol and the Archway community. Um, I know the foundation is currently conducting a, a public sale right now, um, and that sale is available to uh, folks that are not in one of the prohibited jurisdictions, um, including uh, non-U.S. folks and other folks. Uh, so, just a little context there on uh, background for me, um, and then and then here, happy to kind of jump in and, and give you a little bit more context about who I am. Um, yeah, everybody. So it, for those that, that haven't met, I've been working in crypto for a long time. I, uh, I was ended up joining um, the Web3 space in 2015 and ended up being one of the first hires over at a company called uh, Consensus. Um, kind of had a crazy ride over there. Uh, saw everything was there when the original uh, fork of Ethereum happened from Ethereum Classic to the traditional Ethereum was on there talking to the miners across the world, forking the chain, and Barry Silver was on the other side uh, trying to uh, build up Ethereum Classic. So been kind of through all, a whole bunch of really crazy stuff in, in a very, very long time. Uh, and then throughout, uh, saw the 2017 kind of bull run, and then, you know, on the downside in 2018, um, when uh, and helped build like Enterprise Ethereum Alliance, traveling all around the globe, opening up offices, and really helping on all things Ethereum go to market side of things. So really, really active in the uh, Ethereum community for, for many, many, many years. Um, and then Tendermint uh, brought me in uh, to help with uh, go to market stuff um, inside uh, the Cosmos ecosystem. And that's when we started to incubate the project and the protocol, Archway Protocol. So we're actually technically a, a spin out of Tendermint, like like most Cosmos uh, dev teams and, and ecosystem teams out there. Uh, we're also a product of, of, of Tendermint and, and that legacy. But uh, uh, we ended up spinning out of uh, Tendermint, also known as All In Bits, uh, last year. Um, and we moved uh, a lot of the key contributors to an entity called PyLabs, which is a software development company contributing to the Archway protocol into the Cosmos ecosystem. So that's a little context on, on myself and, and my background. That's great. Thank you, Griffin. And so do you want to tell us a little bit about the origin story behind Archway? Um, talk about 
the kind of like the, the milestones and, and the things that have gone on um, up until this point? Yeah, so it, it really started with the, this problem of um, how do you build basically a fair blockchain? So working in the Ethereum space for as long as I did, um, I got to know kind of who the largest Ethereum token whales were uh, across the globe and across the world. And after 2018, 2019, um, these were all great people contributing actively to the protocol and contributing a lot. But then, you know, they, they ended up doing pretty well and ended up a lot of them ended up like retiring out on like a beach in Puerto Rico or in other parts of the world and not really contributing back to the protocol and the ecosystem to the same degree that that new contributors coming to the ecosystem were. So they were kind of just resting and investing. And there was something about that that just kind of got under my skin a little bit. I wanted um, I was looking at what to build next and what to do next. And I thought about building a DAP or an application on top of Ethereum. But I knew that if I was building an app on top of Ethereum, I'd be bringing these transactions, users, and activity to the underlying chain, um, which was really, really important. But um, at the end of the day, um, you know, I'd be contributing to this protocol. And if you believe in the FAT protocol thesis and everything else, the value would accrue to the largest token holders, which were the folks that were just kind of hanging out on a beach and, and really not contributing in the same meaningful way as they maybe did in the early days. And so that just kind of got under my skin a little bit. And so what I wanted to do is basically build um, and contribute in, to a protocol that was designed to be more fair to all the different stakeholders involved in the protocol, not just um, the largest uh, token holders or not just the validators and the miners, but I wanted to build a protocol that if, if somebody was gonna build an app on top of the protocol, they would receive uh, the same value um, and would capture the same value within the chain that any other stakeholder would. Um, and so that's what kind of set me and inspired me to start building and contributing to the Archway protocol. Um, and so since then, the, the idea has evolved quite a bit. And we said, okay, how do we start not only being fair to the DAP developers, but also get them a stake inside the protocol and hopefully their community members also a stake inside the protocol. And how do you design it in such a way that the economics are fair in a way for us to basically build uh, more sustainable dApps and sustainable ecosystems. Um, and so that's really kind of the purpose of uh, the protocol that we're trying to solve is, is at the end of the day is like building more sustainable ecosystems, more sustainable things. And, and that's what got, got me inspired. And I think that's what a lot of the Archway community members uh, across the globe got inspired by too. Um, and so since then, we've been working on this protocol. It was first incubated, like I said, inside Tendermint. We've been building it for the last two and a half years. Uh, the core contributors have. Um, last year, um, we spun out of Tendermint into uh, uh, the, some of the core contributors inside Tendermint, spun out to a, an entity called Phi Labs, um, uh, which is the software dev code. And then, um, you know, we ended up launching our Tori incentivized testnet, and it was fun seeing just all the other community members kind of jump on board late last year, last summer, and getting involved in the testnet, starting to build dApps, testing the infrastructure, and really, really appreciated that. Um, the team has been uh, in the community has been building ever since then. Um, the community got through the technical audit late last year. Um, Halborn conducted the first audit of, of the code base. Um, and then um, for the last six months, uh, the community has basically been gearing up for launch, which is which is just right around the corner. So 
Um, that's a little history and evolution of the protocol. Um, it's something we've been working on uh, as a community for, like I said, the last two and a half years for, for a long time in picturing out this, this vision of everything. Yeah, that's great, Griffin. Thank you so much for walking us through that. Um, so to everyone that's joined, thank you so much for being here. So the purpose of this community call is basically, um, we've seen a lot of questions coming in um, over the last couple of days and the last couple of weeks about Archway, how we're gearing up um, to launch, about how, um, you know, how we're expanding the community and kind of really um, starting to run on all four cylinders, right? So recently we've announced uh, that there's going to be a public sale. And so we've gotten a lot of questions and we just thought that for best uh, transparency, um, we'd like to give you the community an open floor to ask all of your questions and come in and just um, ask any questions that you have about the protocol, about our roadmap, about the public sale, and, and you know, give you guys a space. Um, and then just a friendly reminder that this is purely for informational purposes and the token is not intended for US persons nor persons of prohibited jurisdictions. Um, so yeah, with that being said, if you have any questions, feel free to request to speak and we'll open up the floor for you and you can talk to the man himself. I think while we wait for the request to start coming in, um, I guess uh, we can kind of dive in and talk about why we decided to, to do a public sale. Griffin, would you like to give a little bit of context as to that? Yeah, um, so the, the folks over at the foundation, so there's there's several entities um, within the Archway community um, at this point. So Phi Labs is, is a software development company contributing. There's there's other uh, entities also building software. Some of the folks like, um, I see some folks from Lydia Labs and other folks that are all contributing in, in different and meaningful ways uh, across the board. Um, but yeah, the Archway Foundation today um, uh, doesn't have any um, cash over there at the foundation. And so uh, the public sale is designed to, one, get cash into the foundation to continue to um, give grants and contribute in a more bigger capacity to the Archway community and the Archway ecosystem. And so that's the, the primary purpose of the, the public coin sale. Um, in addition, um, there's just been a number of folks um, and individuals that have wanted to participate in the sale and wanted that form and that option. Um, and so the foundation um, and the team over there made the decision to basically conduct uh, this public coinless sale in order to make sure um, uh, the community had a chance to participate uh, in the sale. Um, there was a lot of controversy, like there, these things are, are uh, uh, the foundation, uh, I know, had a really hard decision in, in deciding to go forward. Uh, there was concern about uh, maybe some of the other Cosmos projects that had gone before it. Um, but, um, you know, I think one of the things that the foundation was really interested in is giving the opportunity for the public to get in uh, and purchase a token at a price that was similar to uh, uh, private sale buyers. And so... Um, this was like the form in which um, the foundation kind of decided to make that happen. Um, never an easy decision uh, with the, these kinds of things, but you know the objective here is to be more decentralized and inclusive as a community, and and um, I think the foundation made this decision to do that um, in pursuit of that. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, a great way to look at this is the fact that it really does encourage decentralization, right? So, like originally token distribution before TGE is usually, you know, like to those who receive an airdrop and stuff like that. 
and those communities are usually a little bit limited depending on on the qualifications chosen and you know some people that might have been early um, contributors to the R3 protocol might not you know have the opportunity to receive an airdrop and by offering the token um through a, a community sale it really gives an opportunity to those that are early community members to you know to also form a part of of early governance and and you know early contribution to the ecosystem so yeah i i think it's it's a great movement for decentralization that being said do we have any questions from the community feel free to request to speak and we'll bring you up are people able to request to speak is that an issue yeah they they are we have okay. funky up uh on the line here funky go ahead and uh, ask your question Funky, are you there looks like he's still a listener um funky can you re-request to speak please okay well while that's happening and we're trying to make that work um let me give you uh the community a little context of like why we're building the archway protocol and what you know there's this economic problem that we're we're trying to solve so um most protocols today i would say l1s and l2s uh they're all designed around this mission of basically building a faster blockchain uh, a faster mousetrap at the end of the day which is a really important uh, mission and an objective um i think my personal view is um and maybe a lot of folks personal view is here is that you know as we go on L1 blockchains and, and block space in general is gonna get commoditized real quickly. There's really, um, you know, most of these chains at the end of the day are pretty fast. They process transactions pretty quickly. Any um, lag in time in terms of, um, uh, you know, block space and block time can sometimes be um, resolved at the, the UX layer here of things. And so, um, if we're going in a world where all block space is completely commoditized, what's next? What's next in the future? What's really going to innovate the next generation of Web3 dApps? And what's what's going to be possible? Um, and so from, from my point of view, um, NFTs, for instance, as an example, blew up because creative artists could start selling NFTs and, and had a way to basically monetize that. And that sparked a whole new classification of dApps and new use cases. Um, I'm really excited about the Archway protocol and what the Archway community is building um, because they're focused on um, basically using the stage streamer rewards as a way to enable a new classification of dApps that we just haven't seen possible before. So beyond just you know a vanilla, I would say DeFi dApp or vanilla NFT dApp, um, you really get to start to economically experiment with different use cases when uh, the smart contracts start to receive a steady stream of rewards based on usage. Um, and that should then involve and create and, and allow us as a community to build basically more sustainable depths that we just, we haven't seen anywhere else and new use cases that we just haven't seen anywhere else. Um, and that's what's so exciting to me um, about the Archway community is like uh, everybody's really focused on um building unique things that are really going to drive web3 forward in a sustainable way um and, and and that's really what makes me excited about the archway community absolutely and with that said um we have funky up and then we have flavian so funky feel free to ask your question thanks so much gang i think i rugged the first time hopefully everybody can hear me now yeah you're good Okay, awesome. Um, so first and foremost, I just want to say I'm really excited. Griffin, that's a heck of a pedigree you have with regard to your history and everything else like that. 
Um, and I'm just really excited about all the architects who are in here, the people I've met in this community. And I'm, I'm a polka dot native guy, but I've been kind of exploring the cosmos. And I met Max, he's in here at East Denver, and we had an awesome conversation and we really connected. And we've been just kind of chatting since then. And then I met Eric. And so, you know, now he's a fellow king with me in uh, a collection over, speaking of NFTs, you guys were just talking about them. And so um, just really eager for the launch. I, I can't participate, obviously, in the public sale. I'm an American. So, you know, that damn SEC got to screw up everything. But uh, anyhow, I just appreciate what you guys are building. I think it's a really great model to try and incentivize people to come together and build things that are going to be really useful for everybody in Web3, and especially how the, the Devenue stream works and everything else. It's just a great platform. I'm excited to be part of this community, and I don't really have a question other than, you know, just how can I get more involved? I mean, at the end of the day, I'm a former high school teacher. I love building community. It's just something that comes natural to me. So I just want to help in that regard and continue to bolster this community because I feel like Archway has a lot of promise. Oh, much appreciated. I really appreciate the love and the support there um, in this community. I think everybody here loves hearing that. Um, if you're a core contributor on the call, maybe reach out to Monkey and see how we can get them uh, more involved uh, in the community in a more uh, meaningful way. Uh, but love hearing that. Thank you so much. Amazing. Thank you so much, Funky. Um, Flavian, do you have a question for Griffin? Yeah, so um, I'm Flavian from Beware Labs, one of the validators that are archway from from their early uh, beginning. Also participant in Tori Incentivized Testnet. And I was curious to see what are the next steps after the public sale? What will you guys focus on? Um, yeah, so the next step actually after the public sale is launch. Um, I'm probably gonna get in trouble for, for sharing this, but uh, we're expected to launch here in July. So just within the next um, 60 days, uh, the protocol will be launching. Extraordinary. Thank you. You guys heard it here first, guys. That's that's a big alpha right there. So, yeah, that's great. Um, does anyone have any questions now that you know kind of like an estimated launch date? Maybe a few questions around that would be fantastic. I guess what can we expect at the launch? I was, I was remiss not mentioning this too. The company I work for, Lucky Friday, is actually running validators for you guys too, already on the testnet on three, and uh, we're distributed all over the globe, both you know, our team as well as our data centers. And so, um, yeah, just really curious about launch, super stoked to know that it's gonna be in July. We're only about six days away. Um, yeah, there, there's a lot to expect. Uh, um, I think probably it's best to just get in touch with some of the other core contributors. Um, there is um, some, community forms for all the Genesis validators uh, that are happening right now. Um, and so I think there's talk about um, the specifics of launch sequences, launch days, Gen TXs that the community will need the whole nine yards to facilitate the actual launch. Um, but yeah, I believe a lot of those conversations are, are taking place uh, behind the scenes. So definitely uh, reach out and uh, uh, we'd love to have you a part of the, the community as a validator or in, in another respect as well. I should follow that up by saying I'm the least technically inclined person on our entire team. You're just the friendly person who shows up in your Discord. <laughs> uh, but I will definitely relay that. That's great. I'll relay that to our, our tech side of the house.
yeah, that sounds good. Love hearing that. Any other questions out there? I guess while we wait, um, Griffin, do you want to share some more alpha around maybe um, the dApps that we can expect to see upon launch? Um, yeah, we have some folks here, even on this call, that are working on the ecosystem side. Um, maybe it's best if we could invite them up to speak and they can talk about like all the community contributors that are contributing at the DAP level, the infrastructure layer, wallets, the whole nine yards. Um, I see some of the projects on, on the call right now. Um, so maybe if uh, some of the folks working on the ecosystem side could get up and, and talk about all the great projects that are that are being built right now. Look at that. Now we have TJ from Lydia Labs. So TJ, the floor is yours. Hey guys, uh, completely coincidental. Um, I was actually just gonna ask a question, but I can give a quick intro as well. Um, so yeah, I'm with Lydia Labs, which is a team that originally was building on a chain called Icon. And now we're kind of expanding out and uh, we're recently looking into Cosmos and obviously found a great home in Archway. So we're building Liquid Finance specifically on Archwave, which is a liquid staking protocol uh, that, uh, you know, essentially takes in Arch deposits, stakes them for you, and then uh, allows you to mint a uh, receipt token or a liquid staking token called SArch. So we're obviously looking to collaborate a lot with the Archway ecosystem. I think we're very aligned with kind of like the Archway ethos of um, giving back some of like our developer incentives towards incentivizing usage of SRH across the ecosystem and obviously want to work with people like AstroVault and other protocols um, to really help the Archway ecosystem grow. Um, my kind of initial question actually was um, maybe for Griffin or someone else from the Archway team that, or PhiLabs team that is able to answer. But I think one issue that a lot of protocols have had, um, maybe even specifically in the Cosmos, is just in terms of like onboarding capital specifically from like ethereum ecosystem and ethereum rollups is obviously that's like where a majority of application layer tvl is right now um so kind of the question is around bridging protocols i know that um you know we have like axlar and maybe like gravity bridge for cosmos but um when i'm kind of like scrolling through a lot of the major bridges that i would say that um are very common for like ethereum natives to be using such as um you know like layer zero is very popular right now um a lot of the aggregators such as LeFi and um, socket so like jumper exchange and bungie are not really supportive of many cosmos chains so i guess one um question is just like how how can we bring in more external capital into not only Archway, but into the Cosmos ecosystem. Yeah, great question, TJ. Are you talking about TVL in general, or are you talking about investment into the ecosystem? Yeah, TVL. So uh, essentially like capital to use uh, any DeFi protocol that is built on top of Archway. Yeah, it's a great question. Um, it's it's not easy. Um, the hope I know some projects are exper experimenting with using the rewards to basically attract liquidity into the protocol. Um, so that's that's one area of, of use that I, I hope the community continues to explore. Um, that that's one mechanism. Uh, the other thing I know on the ecosystem side, folks are working really hard to, like you said, to make sure that um, uh, there's bridges to all the major ecosystems uh, on that side of things. 
Um, and then the other thing I would say, a lot of folks in the community have been lining up, um, uh, been working really hard with major uh, stakeholders in some of the other communities and to make sure that, um, you know, they're supportive, not just in the investment in the projects, but also um, providing supporting uh, liquidity and capital into the ecosystem. Um, I'm not as close to those conversations, um, but I know um, other folks in the community are, are working towards um, uh, those specific objectives. Um, maybe CryptoChem can give a little bit more context. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we're really just trying to work with with a bunch of different partners in the ecosystem, um, kind of share our similar kind of ethos. Um, we understand that the Cosmos is a really diverse group of builders and developers. Um, so we're really trying to focus on the chains that we feel like will have long term stability and that will want to partner with us for the long term. Um, one that we've announced, I think, was Shade. Just in general, trying to work with getting things like Silk stablecoin or um, with Agora kind of getting some of their IST stable coins into our, our stable swaps and things like that. So working on not only just the, the network park and partnerships, but then um, also just working with with people in the, the ecosystem who have liquidity um, to provide and who are interested in participating in our ecosystem. And then on top of that, I think we'll be doing a lot of just um, events going forward. I, I think we'd like to host a lot of different hackathons and, and things to really bring developers mindshare to Archway. Um, I think that in and of itself will drive innovation to a lot of the apps and just to uh, the Archway ecosystem, which I think will inherently bring over some of that TVL as well. So it's a mixture of just getting to to know, I guess, making deals with some of the other partners in the ecosystem, but then also just building applications people want to use and giving them a framework um, that's sustainable so that people want to come bring their, their TVL to the chain. Um, and that's going to be something that's going to be uh, a work in progress, and I know you know partnering with teams like Catalyst, who will help us um, bridge into some of those EVM chains and get access to some of that liquidity, will be ideally a, a big um, a big event for the cosmos. I think Catalyst will be one of those protocols that could help get that liquidity into the ecosystem, um, which is why we at Arjoid decided to partner with them. One hundred percent. And then speaking to that um, hackathon bit, we'll actually be having an IRL uh, hackathon in Lisbon on June 9th. So anyone on this call that's in Lisbon, you can go and meet some of the Phylabs, Phylabs gang and, and you know, um, participate in our smart contract hackathon. Um, Funky, do you have another question? Not a question per se, but actually another comment, because this is relevant for the connection that you guys are seeking. Um, Again, Polkadot Native, we work very closely with the Composable Labs team. And uh, they, as you guys probably already know, especially some of the developers in the audience, are working on a testnet called Banksy that's connecting Polkadot to, to Cosmos via IBC. They've already done an IBC connection between our two relay chains with Polkadot and Kusama. That already went live. And yesterday, I was uh, the MC for a seven and a half hour event called Polka Defines. Was really focused on DeFi and Jafar from Composable Labs was showing the roadmap. And next up, after connecting Cosmos to Polkadot via IBC, it's to connect IBC to Ethereum. So if we can get that bridge going with Centauri, then now you have sort of that access to the ETH and the TVL. And then it's just a matter of drawing people in. So very exciting time. I just wanted to share that little bit about. 
No, I appreciate that. And that, and that's certainly something we we'd probably want to look into. Um, cause yeah, that that's an awesome way to get some exposure from different ecosystems like Polkadot and eventually um, some of those other chains. And I know also a uh, landslide is a, is another uh, project that we've, we've been talking to about helping bridge um, the avalanche ecosystem, or at least their subnet to the cosmos via IBC. So that's something that we've been looking into as well. Um, we're really just exploring as many different ways as we can to see how we can partner with different ecosystems, um, even outside the Cosmos ecosystem, to see how we can work with them and partner with them to provide those bridges um, to to let that liquidity flow back into the Cosmos. Because I think we're we're all aware that that is largely one of the biggest issues we're facing in the Cosmos. It's just lack of liquidity um, and then lack of ways to get it into the Cosmos in an easy and efficient manner. And I think it's also it's always worth noting that the Cosmos ecosystem hasn't been around. Um, that long. So uh, the hub itself launched only like two or three years ago. IBC itself was went live like a year or two ago. So really, um, I think what we're seeing is isn't necessarily the fact that like there's no liquidity coming, but we're about to see that liquidity liquidity really skyrocket, especially because you know IBC is protocol agnostic. It's able to be incorporated into different ecosystems, such as Polkadot, such as Avalanche. Like there is a subnet in Avalanche, I believe, that has native IBC integration and it's compatible with 95% of Cosmos dApps, right? So we're seeing teams such as Catalyst and other ones that are creating different uh, forms of bridges and different ways of integrating IBC into other ecosystems and protocols that have nothing to do with the Cosmos just yet. So I think Cosmos is actually the, the perfect place and, and positioning to kind of establish a chain that really wants to create a positive sum ecosystem uh, for not just Cosmos, but for Web3. And we're hoping that Archway can do that and, and you know be put in that position to really um, welcome everyone from every ecosystem and you know create like a positive sum game in allowing people to earn revenue from their from the dApps that they built. So yeah, I think uh, I think you know this is just the beginning of Cosmos and it's definitely just the beginning of Archway. Any other great questions out there? Maybe uh, CryptoCam, if you could speak to maybe um, some of the cool dApps you're seeing um, building on the test nets. Um, maybe we could even highlight some of the projects that are on the call today. Yeah, no, happy to. Um, so as you mentioned, we actually have uh, our test net running. We have quite a few dApps that have launched either the contracts or full, full on applications with front ends and everything. Um, and, and we've had a, a lot of success, I'd say, with with driving traffic to those dApps. I know. Pipapo, who's on the call, um, they had a 10,000 mint testnet collection for their silver ticket. Um, and that that sold out fairly quickly um, after announcing the testnet was open. Uh, so that was very impressive and, and also very exciting to see uh, how much interest there was in, in that um, testnet event. Uh, I also see Mempools is in here. They're doing some really cool on-chain alerting. Um, and I actually just met with them the other day to discuss some some things that they're going to do on Archway that are very unique to to uh, our, our not only our framework but really our model. Um, and I think people are going to be very excited for what they're building. But just to tease it a little bit, it, it's basically going to allow you to make a lot of different on-chain uh, actions very simply, um, very easily. Um, that will allow you to not only from a mobile standpoint, um, but from browser, just really execute on-chain or be alerted to anything happening um, in real time, which is more and more relevant these days as we see things like the terror collapse where having access to not only you know access your your 
crypto is important, but then also being alerted to what's happening so that you can react on time um, is equally important. Blair, I didn't know if you had anything uh, to add otherwise. Um, yeah, um, I was just going to say we have a few questions coming in via tweets. Um, so I was going to read those out on behalf of those who asked sure. them. So, yeah. So Boulder um, is asking if we have any plans to prioritize old time community members um, in the coinless sale. Um, my understanding is the foundation is planning to do that. Um, I will maybe after this call, if, if somebody isn't represented from the foundation, maybe they, we could uh, reach out to them and ask them to just post an update in the public community forms about what um, that criteria might look like. Um, but I believe, yes, the objective is to, um, in the priority queue, honor folks that have been um, core contributors and core members to the community um, and, and giving them the option to purchase first. Great, thank you, Griffin. Um, does anyone else have other questions? Feel free to request to speak. If not, maybe, uh, Kem, you can walk us through a little bit of what uh, we can expect in terms of the R2A ecosystem landscape for launch. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I can kind of continue on with, with what I was speaking to before with, with kind of the, the testnet app, apps that we have available right now. Um, I, I did mention Peepupo and, and Mempools, but there's there's quite a few other ones that I've noticed and, and have been playing around with, one being Evolve NFT. Um, they were another participant in our hackathon and I believe placed in that as well. Um, and they did some upgradable NFTs and, and allowing for codeless collection launches. Um, and they'll also be hosting a launch pad as well. Uh, and they also built a, a warp CLI. So they, they built their own CLI for deploying contracts um, on Archway. Um, we will have our own CLI as well, but we thought it was really cool that they kind of built a custom one uh, that fits the needs of maybe some developers who who aren't necessarily a fan of the CLI we've created. And, and we're totally fine with that. This is, there should be options. Um, a, a really cool one I also think people will like is called referral as a service. Um, this one is very interesting because the core concept behind this is that it'll allow people like a front end developer the ability to essentially have a reference code um, so that people, if they do the front end work for a an application, they can actually earn from the application through a smart contract. Um, so it allows you now to almost have this um, service that you can offer, uh, but where you're actually still rewarded for it down the road perpetually for what you've done. Um, so it's it's a nice way to to get skin in the game for an application by providing your sweat equity, if you will, um, where typically that's really hard to do if you're not a backend developer. So I think referrals as a service is going to be um, one of those one of those items that is sorely missing, and we just didn't realize we needed it yet. But I'm excited for for people to test that one out for sure. Um, PeerSwap is an OTC platform that will allow people to to do any sort of trading they'd like. Um, it also could be used as a, a way to do a decentralized launch pad um, just via setting limit orders for the each tier. Um, so that will be one, again, that is, is already launched on the testnet and you can, you can try right now. Um, Shark Bank is one that's being built out by um, a few different members of the community. And this one will, will function very similar to Shark Tank, um, where you can essentially raise capital um, in any way you need, even... Um, very unique ways if if you have to adhere to certain standards. Um, for example, I know Eric had mentioned before, um, there may be certain religious restrictions on on how you can finance certain um, projects, and this allows you to to basically secure that financing. 
um, in a decentralized manner. Um, we have some vaults that will be coming up with, with pseudo stake. Uh, they're also a hackathon participant. Um, and high yield is another really, you, really cool uh, product that will be coming out that will leverage real world assets like treasury bills um, and other money market type structured projects that will really allow you to get yield from actual backed assets um, rather than you know relying on your only crypto to earn from. So this allows things like tokenizing securities or money markets now that are driving that yield. Um, this is a big step in the right direction in my eyes where we're starting to use real collateral um, to drive those uh, returns. And then Architect is another um, big, big uh, project on the way that will be essentially combining NFT marketplace with a DAO launch pad. Um, we, we realize that most NFTs post-launch uh, form a DAO structure so that each holder has a say. And the, the big disconnect is that these are typically done on different platforms. And there's a gap between when the collection is started and minted and when that DAO is ultimately formed. Um, so we, we are trying to build something that could almost do both and combine those things into one workflow so that the DAO is created as the collection is being created, um, making a seamless start date to, for example, this entity that will be now controlled by multiple individuals. Um, so th those are just a few examples. And I, and I apologize if I missed anyone who, who's on the call. Um, we have a ton of projects building right now. I think last we had checked, we had uh, close to 100 app apps that were, were building or either full-on apps or building tooling. Um, so it, it's been a really, really uh, cool to see how many people have, have really embraced Archway um, and our test nets. And we're hoping that the most of them will get to mainnet and launch them for the community to try. Yeah, those are, those are great. Um, and look, this isn't about us. This is about the community and the apps that are building on top. So um, definitely reach out to some of the core contributors and let's let's make sure we get the um, your project showcased um, and get you all the help you possibly need. Uh, we're working with many of the uh, core DAP teams today and helping them from everything from supporting them on the UI, UX to um, uh, VCs to intros to um, having our engineering teams come in and supporting them on audits and like looking over their code and supporting them. So like we really want to help everybody. So if you're not in touch with uh, the core team, definitely get in touch because um, we want to make sure we're showcasing uh, the community. This, the, like I said, we're just infrastructure. Uh, it should almost be hidden behind the scenes. Uh, what really matters is the apps that are building on top and the developers that are building them. Um, just something to just completely just also just to um, switch points a little bit is I'm very excited about all the use cases of, of Archway. So um, as many of you know, um, inside the Archway protocol, when one smart contract calls another smart contract, it gets rewarded. And so What's really cool is Archway um, basically has a rewards model for folks that are building core primitives, uh, things that might be used in other DeFi dApps or in other NFT dApps or more even just utility tool-based stuff, similar to like mempools. Um, and so for instance, um, you know, if you were to build an Oracle system on top of Archway, every time a third-party dApp looked up your pricing or external data on that Oracle system, uh, the Oracle system would would now receive a reward, and now they have an on-chain uh, rewards model. Uh, same thing with like uh, stable coins. So, for instance, if you tokenized uh, or brought USDC to Archway, every time that was used in a DeFi DApp, USD smart contracts would receive rewards. 
but it goes beyond just that. So anything like um, asset registries. So um, I think there's some folks exploring um, KYC-based registries um, where all they're posting on chain is just basically a wallet address and like uh, somebody's been KYC'd or approved by a third party. And DeFi DAP could easily just like look up that information um, if they wanted to build a permissioned DAP. Um, there's other use cases though, where like, it's really about like any type of data registry. So somebody could post like weather data into a smart contract. And then if a third party DAP looked up that weather data, they would receive rewards, et cetera. So, um, I would really focus on, and we're looking for the community to like really focus on building like core primitives and core use cases that even might be used in interchain accounts or interchain queries, because in those particular cases, um, they all get rewarded. Uh, based on usage. So you can really just focus in on, on primitives. Um, some other things and use cases that, that really got me excited is, yeah, like these referral programs. So if you're like building a wallet or you're trying to incentivize um, a community of your own, well, you can easily just define a referral program where you just redirect the rewards that you receive back to your community members. So it could be like you could reward folks for like onboarding new users or growing the community in some way. Um, things like that. Uh, so if you're like, for instance, building a wallet and you want to reach, you know, a million people that use your wallet, you can um, build a referral system where if somebody refers them to using your DAP, you give them, you know, maybe 10% of the rewards you collect as a smart contract or 20% of the rewards you collect as a smart contract. And so those are great ways to like bootstrap your individual DAP communities and your individual DAP ecosystems and to really build like both the supply side and the demand side if you're building a marketplace. So um, yeah, referral programs are, are really, really interesting. Um, I'm very interested in just um, the community building out and, and seeing examples of um, payment distribution models where, um, uh, reward, excuse me, reward distribution models where, um, you know, if you're building some sort of music NFT marketplace of some sort, you could easily reward directly, you know, the guitarist, the drummer, the lead singer, Etc. and just redirect the rewards directly to those users. Um, um, and so anything that has to do with like redirecting rewards to get both supply demand side to support your marketplace, things like that, those are all, all big, big wins um, for the community. So um, any of those things, I love just, just seeing that. Um, I think there's a big value proposition around, um, you know, even just building out um, more integration tools like Web 2.0 services. So if you built a, uh, let's say you're building a tool that brings in like a paid data or paid API service onto Archway, um, you can easily, some people don't realize this, but we have something called the fee grant model inside uh, the SDK. And so you can basically subsidize those signing of transactions. And what's really cool about that is like, then you can just have like an API service constantly post data on chain um, and you can just constantly fund or top up that, that bucket, which is pretty cool. And now you can start to bring in like generative AI content and data on chain and things like that. And so, um, you know, anybody who's trying to build and like bridge more the web 2.0, web 3.0, Archway is a great way to uh, basically build a sustainable reward system for that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, really, really focused on, you know, a lot of those use cases and many more that the community is experimenting now with. Yeah. Crypto Cam, I don't know if you have any other thoughts or probably, yeah. Yeah, no, that's great. We actually got a question on one of the use cases from Boulder. 
Um, so he says that one feature I'm very excited about is the add a fee for every time someone uses your contract. It's beautiful. Yeah. Is Archway yeah. capable of integrating and creating an I send you a token and you pay the gas fee feature? Uh, sorry, repeat the question. He's asking if Archway is capable of integrating or creating a feature where if he sends a token to someone, they pay the gas fees or something like that. Um, that's what it says verbatim. I'm not really sure the nuance there. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's two things there. So yeah, contract premium. So one of the cool things and why it's taken the protocol so long is like, if you're building a core primitive, it could be like a utility primitive, it could be a DeFi primitive, it could be whatever else. You can set a contract premium to your smart contracts and charge whatever you want for that interaction. So a third party DAP would not be able to look up your data in your smart contract unless they pay that premium. And it actually can reject the transaction if it doesn't pay that premium. So that's really, really cool because what you can do is you can say, okay, you can read my Oracle data, but um, you have to pay, you have to basically pay me X amount of gas in order to, to, to read that data. And so not anybody, it's basically, it's like starts to build like a permissioned smart contract where unless they, they pay that reward, um uh the transaction will get rejected um and so that's one of the cool things that the the protocol houses um the second thing probably an unknown feature that most people don't know about is this fee grant module and so the way this works is basically as a developer you can um basically put a lot of arch in a smart contract and pay for all the transaction fees that hit a specific contract and why that's important is, um, yeah, you can do certain things like if you're trying to onboard NFT users, for instance, um, you know, they can sign their transaction first without having any arch in their wallet. Um, they can do things like um, you can say, um, you know, if you take this sort of action, we're all going to go ahead and subsidize all your gas fees or your transaction fees, you know, up to a certain limit, things like that. Um and so it really helps with like onboarding. Uh, it helps with um, just automating use cases. Um, if you're working on the wallet side, I mean, you could, you could even just build simpler wallets where all they're doing is just like signing a transaction and that's all they're doing. They don't really even have to have a balance. You know, you don't have to build complicated UIs and UXs. You can just build like submit buttons basically. Um, so those kinds of things are pretty cool. Um, so to answer that that question, I didn't hear it fully. I hopefully I answered it, or maybe that individual can follow up. Um, but yeah, you could do certain trigger events where if a token moved, you sign the transaction or paid on behalf to Gasby. And and yeah, I think just the one piece um, of the question that we maybe didn't answer, and I think it's because I don't know if we know the answer directly. Um, but could you, for for example, send a token and have the receiving address pay that gas? Um, and and that is a is a great question. I'm I'm sure it could be done, um, but but it would require a little bit of nuance because you'd have to understand how much gas is needed before the transaction occurs to get that person to pay it. Um, so it it is somewhat of an interesting concept. You'd have to almost query to understand what the the gas is going to be so that the other person could pay it. Um, so it's it's certainly something that could possibly be done. Um, but there's a bit of nuance to it. Um, but to Griffin's point, the, the contract premium itself um, can be used, like you said, to basically set a fee, earn, you know exactly how much you're going to earn from each time someone interacts with your application or your smart contract, um, which allows you to build a, an actual business model behind it. 
um, once you have an expectation of you know minimum you know that you're going to receive, knowing what your costs are to to commit that execute or that um that transaction. So, it, and then with that fee grant module, I just wanted to add one more thing. This is something that's been in the SDK for a long time, um, but it's it's rarely used just because it requires someone to fill it with actual um, tokens or liquidity to cover gas. But what I think is cool about Archway is that applications can just use some of the rewards they're receiving from the use of their own contracts to to route it to a fee grant to continuously and perpetually um, refill it. So that way that you always have um, some some tokens in that that modules or in that contract to allow basically new users to try the product for free the first time without leaving the network or the ecosystem. Um, really, you can do a lot with it, but I, I like the idea of taking a small piece of the rewards and perpetually refilling that fee grant module and then utilizing that to help create a, a more, I guess, a smoother um, user experience for new users. Yeah, that's great. Thank you, Max. And thank you, Griffin. So we're about to come up on the hour. So I think one more question and then we can leave the, um, the community call here. And then if any other questions come up, you know, later on as you think about the space, uh, feel free to DM the official Archway account or any of us. Um, we're more than happy to take the conversation offline. Yeah, thank you everybody for your support. Um, look, if you're a builder and you're building something cool on the protocol um, and you'd like to uh, be featured or, or just highlight, just, just being somebody in the core team, uh, that's something we definitely want to prioritize is more and more um, a community highlights of all the great people and contributors that are contributing to the community. So uh, if you'd like that attention, would like to show off your project, please, please reach out um, and the community will do its best to, to prioritize you and, and the announcements that you would like to share with the broader community. Yeah, and, and if you're a developer or, or building anything, make sure to hop into the Discord um, or the Telegram groups. There's a, a lot of conversation going on in there um, with both developers and the community. Um, that, that's a great place to also get a hold of many of the core contributors that are on the call today or that are working on the network. So I would say that would be a, the first spot to stop if you have some questions. Um, but then I, I can also say you're always welcome to reach out, DM me, uh, ask me questions. It's my, my Twitter handle is the same handle on um, Telegram, and it's very similar to my Discord handle as well. So anything you need, feel free to reach out, and I'm happy to help you. All right. Thank you so much, everyone. And um, yeah, really great turnout for the first Archway community call. So really excited about that and more to come. Thanks, everyone. Have a good one. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was the Archway community call recorded on Friday, May 26th, 2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, head on over to terraspaces.org slash donate and show some support now. There's this principle in like Taoism. There's this principle in like Taoism where it's like the more you fight something, the more like the opposite of what you want, like just inevitably it kind of starts to happen. There's this principle in like Taoism. Taoism, Taoism, where it's
It's like the more you fight something, the more like the opposite of what you want inevitably it kind of starts to happen. Tripping on the bird app, listening to nerds flap, wondering why the fuck my timeline's so cursed. It's like everybody's holding heavy bags in Web 3. That's why they can't fly, they just drowning in the bird bath, fishing for some dry powder. Watch how we ignite the tower, blowing up the bank accounts, forgetting how to fight the power. Y'all don't even realize how deep this shit goes. They preaching open sauce, but don't listen to the code. And now it's mutiny, community, uprise. There's no more humility, futility, plus size. Motherfuckers leaking from the wrench down to the bare metal. Which side the line you bleeding out on when the dust settles? Motherfucking west side shit, needle and noose. Sticking with my armory, yam, beta, and bruise. Repping psychedelic artistry, believing the truth. Like these motherfuckers even need a reason to sue? GM fam. Really? Is it really worth all the fighting? Is it really worth all the drama? And the answer, I think, is a clear no. We started using Zoom, now we finna zoom out Teaching all these plebidites what this game's really all about Little baby bitches when they choose to have fits All you're left with is kibble when you lose all them bits And that kibble's just sawdust, this shit is all rust Not a great look, you're what we call all nuts And I for one did not see that coming Cracking open books, yo, that's a lot of money Meanwhile over here rewiring features More critical thinking, huh? Less knee jerk, more evolution, less shit coin preachers Pretending to be teachers, y'all just predatory leeches I mean please, just look at the track record A bunch of VC rat fucks sucking up the cheddar The recipe is two steps, rinse and repeat Now we all in your butts, and we bring in receipts GM fam, have a seat If you're listening to this, my, my plea to you would be like don't have, don't, don't have to take a side on it Just say like, is it really, is it really worth this war of attrition? It might cost us a lot more than what can be gained by like fighting this to the bitter end. And sometimes it's better to just like move on. Ten spaces.